Hello, and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Thank you for listening. How are you? One benefit, I think, of this time that we're living in right now, these crazy coronavirus times, is that when people ask the question now, how are you? I think it's coming from a very genuine place, and I'm hearing a lot more genuine answers to that question, which I really appreciate. So I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I can't complain. I am very excited to share this interview with you today. This episode is a little bit different than my typical episodes. It's a little bit shorter, but my guest today, Arlen Hamilton, is amazing. And in a short amount of time, she packed in a lot of wisdom and even some relationship advice. So just for those of you who are not familiar with Arlen, she is a venture capitalist. She built a venture capital fund, her very own, from the ground up while homeless. She was homeless people and she started a venture capital fund and she is a black queer woman. So you know she's a boss. She is the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, a fund that is dedicated to minimizing funding disparities in tech by investing in high potential founders who are people of color, women, and or LGBT. So she started Backstage from scratch in 2015, and now Backstage has raised more than $10 million and has invested in more than 130 startup companies led by underestimated founders. In 2018, Arlen co-founded Backstage Studio, which launched four accelerator programs for underestimated founders in Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and London. She was featured on the cover of Fast Company Magazine in October 2018 as the first Black woman non-celebrity to do so. I still have a copy of that magazine. It was historic and very exciting. And her new book, It's About Damn Time, comes out on May 5th, 2020. Be sure to check the show notes and you can go to itsaboutdamntime.com to pre-order your copy. Let us all support Arlen at this time when all of her book tour and book release plans have been thwarted by this virus. But this is a book that people need to read. So I am excited for you to hear my conversation with Arlen Hamilton. Arlen Hamilton, welcome to Dear Franny. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you today. The last time we saw each other was, I mean, it feels like a year ago, but I think it was just a couple of months ago at um, Soho House. Yes. Wow. Who could have guessed how different I mean, it was a lifetime ago now. Time is very strange. We're in a very strange time warp right now. So your book, It's About Damn Time, which is a great title, by the way. Thank you. Is coming out May 5th. And I've already pre-ordered my copy. I'm very excited to receive it. All right. So first of all, I, I, I want you to, you know, definitely tell me and tell the listeners about the book, but also share, if you will, like a bit of what your process has been now that the world has changed so drastically in this time where you have a book coming out and you have this huge business and all of these things are now in flux. So a little bit about how you're coping with that. Yeah, everything changed in about a a 72 hour period at the beginning of March for everything that a lot of people were working on and that I was working on. So I have fund and then I have a separate company that complements the fund and operations and in partnerships. We had a 12 city tour we were, had been working on for months that were going to go out in May and June in person across the country. I had a six month tour for the book, which was going to be jump started by that two month period. All of that was wiped out in 72 hours in a hotel in Austin, Texas. I have been um, taking it day to day like everybody I know if they're lucky enough to be able to. I think it's fortunate to be able to take it day to day. Some people are just taking it hour by hour. What I did, I kind of sat. I remember when it first was dawning on me that this was 
not going to be good. I think it actually happened a few days prior to the rest of the country. Oh, you were definitely ahead of the curve. Yeah, I'm just a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit hypersensitive, I guess, to things. And it was just like, no, this is not going to be okay, (laughs) you know. So I started self-quarantining. I think it was, I don't know, March 4th or 5th. Wow. And and people thought I was a little nuts. And I'm just like, no, it's not going to be okay. But anyway, the point is, when it first dawned on me in that hotel room in Austin, I can still imagine it because it was just, you know, a few weeks ago. I just remember not laughing out of like this is funny but laughing out of like to myself just kind of chuckling and saying wow this is of course this is happening you know when things have just gotten to the point where I feel like I have my footing of course this happens and of course I'm about to release this book it's about damn time that all it talks about is overcoming adversity and of course, I, I'm going to be right in the middle of adversity when it comes out. So to me, I said, well, here we go. This is going to be a roller coaster. I can um, I can crawl into a ball, a fetal position, and that would be okay. That would give myself that permission. And it's okay if anybody else does. Or I can just say, let's go for it. Let's just go all out and just figure this out. Unfortunately, we had layoffs that were directly due to the coronavirus because we lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in in operating expenses in one fell swoop. We had cut our uh, salaries drastically for anybody that was remaining. Um, And these are people, the layoffs happened to people who have the two people that I've known the longest at backstage. So it was really not easy. Yeah. And then, of course, dry powder for new investments, really dry. Mm hmm. And then on a personal note, I I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in personal income for the year. So I have been recalibrating because I feel like this is what the book is about. It's about figuring stuff out, getting creative and taking care of yourself and and looking at it from this lens. So I've just decided I'm going to have, against all odds, a best-selling book in this climate. Oh, you absolutely are. I'm actually, you know, I was thinking about this First of all, I want to acknowledge you and thank you for how candidly you've been talking about everything, you know, on your podcast and on social media and just being very honest about this is life changing for me, you know, personally and for my business and for so many people that I care about. You know, I've been listening to like your COVID dispatches and they'd call me. (laughs) So thank you for those. (laughs) But I was thinking about the book and, you know, look, the subtitle of the book is How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And if, like you said, if ever there was a time for us to really start to be very creative about how we deal with adversity, this is a time. So I actually think that this book is actually right on time Mm. in a roundabout way, (laughs) how things work out. But I believe that there's a chapter in the book called The Best Music Comes from the Worst Breakups, right? Yes. Which is a great title. (laughs) And in this way, we're all having a major breakup because we we all just broke up with life as we know it, you know, and obviously that's affecting people to different degrees. But I guess now framing the book in this new light, how are you thinking about or what is your advice to people about how they can start to shift their perspective from like, oh, my God, the sky is falling and, you know, I don't know how I'm ever going to recover from this to, OK, you know, there's always been adversity. This is a new form of adversity. And here are some steps that you can take right now to start to move towards what you want versus, you know, get stuck in the fear? I think it's okay to start by recognizing that it is okay if you can't get out of bed right now. Like it is okay if you're not ready for that part of it. 
Yeah, because we're in it. I mean, even if this is released in the next few days, however, we're still in it. And this is most likely going to affect us in a very acute way for several months and then in a broader way for several years. And there is a trauma to what is happening to us all that is real and at varying degrees. But this is not the oppression Olympics, so we're not going to say, well, this person had it worse than this other person. We're all affected by this in some way, and especially, not especially, but in, including the caregivers, as I talked about in, in one of my uh, Your First Million podcast episodes, who is taking care of the caregivers. And so mm. if you are usually someone who people turn to in times like this, which is, what does that mean even? <laughs> what is a time like this? But when people turn to in down times and you're finding it hard to muster that fuel and to get there, I think it's completely okay. And you have, you take as long as you need. If for some of us and for many of us, that next step or even the current step is, it fuels me to help other people. Like right now, I just had this conversation with Mark Cuban and, you know, live in front of a few hundred people. I listened to it. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> oh, cool. I listened to the recording of it because when I'm in it, you know, it's hard to catch everything. And he and I are, we argue a lot <laughs> because we're both strong-minded people, but we're business partners in a, in a fund. So we argue a lot, but we also have a lot in common and I feel a certain kinship with him. And both of us are, we talked about this, where to, to keep our sanity, the way that we operate in a way that a lot of people I know operate, we have to be in go mode. We have to be trying to find resources and help for other people. And that is what heals us and what keeps us going and motivates us to get out of bed each morning. After the initial shock, that's where I went. And I think that it's just good to recognize you can be either of those or any shade in between and be okay and you're worthy and valuable and important to other people because you're going to eventually give them what they don't have like you are going to fit into their world like a puzzle piece in ways that you don't even recognize yet maybe and it may be from your creativity it may be from your talent that you have it may be from a word that you say a sentence that you say to someone right at the right time five months from now when everybody else has forgotten that they needed help and you say the right thing to them it could be that you're in the right place it could be that you're helping them with giving them some sort of resource that they didn't know about oh this is how you can homeschool your child over the summer this this and that you I think you have to take good care of yourself and yes there's self-care and all of that but I think you have to do it not only for yourself but to be prepared for the moment that someone will need you yes and it, it ties into one of the chapters in the book, It's About Damn Time, where I say, be yourself so that the people looking for you can find you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I say that, too. <laughs> That's where I am with this is like, you know, and, and, and I, you know, we didn't prep for this or anything. So I don't know if, uh, how much sense it's making <laughs> my answer, but total sense. <laughs> it just feels like there shouldn't be a pressure on us to rise to the occasion. I think the occasion is going to come to us, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right, exactly. We don't have to. <laughs> it's going to find us. <laughs> the occasion has definitely found everyone. Yes. And I completely agree with everything you said, and it makes total sense. And I think having the um, compassion towards yourself to like just let yourself go through the process. I mean, it's like grieving in a way. 100%. And some people are actually grieving because they've lost someone that they care about. But whether you're just, we're all grieving to some extent, even if it's just grieving life as we knew it, you know, you know, two months ago, it's still traumatic. 
And I know that on a personal note, you are a newlywed. Yes, yes, I am. I still consider you a newlywed, but my concept of time is not great. Do you still consider yourself a newlywed? Anna and I ask ourselves that all the time because different websites say different things. So we were married August 2019, so less than a year ago. Yeah, you're newlyweds. <laughs> okay, I feel newlywed. I've, I, we've known each other for five and a half years, something like that, and have been together for five of those it feels newly wed because we get to be she's from germany and we get to finally live together and be together for more than a few weeks at a time and that feels very fresh and awesome for sure yeah amazing do you have any advice for couples who are cohabitating because for the two of you you're now living together full-time and that's yeah. the first time but for some people it's just now we're spending a lot of time together mm -hmm. when we're not used to doing that so what's your advice yeah i mean Anna and I are both really, we're like lone wolves. We're really independent, fiercely independent. We have, we kind of pride ourselves on our relationship being two parts, you know, coming together, two separate entities coming together. So even though we were married and, and living together, I was going to be on the road for six months and maybe see her every two weeks for the weekend. And she was, in mm -hmm. fact, going to go back to Germany for a month to spend time with her family, who she hadn't seen in several months, and spend Easter there, and was very much so looking forward to that. So we find ourselves in a bit different situation than we thought. And she's very creative, so she's always working in her lab, at home that we've built for her, and I'm always working on something. So what we try to do, and what I guess I can say, I've you know, I never thought I would be an expert on couples, but what we do <laughs> is that we just try to stay out of each other's way. And then we really, um, like during the day, we try to just keep the same kind of schedule that we would have anyway. So she'll go and compose, work on her compositions and work on her projects that she has for other clients. And close the door off if you can do that and I will do the same and close the door I'll be in the living room and have my little office at the table and I spend probably six hours a day with headphones on so that I'm in a different space headspace literally yes you know and then on top of that I'll watch Rachel Maddow at six in Los Angeles my mom talks about her like she's her friend well Rachel said this and Rachel said that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's Rachel says. I mean, Rachel is America's professor. She is all of that. And then some and I listen to that. I yell at TV. We have great old time. And then at seven, usually I'll call Anna into the living room. And that is our time to watch our general hospital, which I have so bravely uh, <laughs> made her a fan of. And that'll be our time. And we'll watch some television together and spend that kind of this precious time together and we'll talk about what our day was like and so we just try to imagine if we were going off to do something like how do we come back to it? instead of like staring at each other across from a table for 12 hours and just wanting to wring each other's necks now i will say also like i've had <laughs> many relationships that were not great and at 34 found anna who taught me how to have a relationship in her own way because even though I'm a little bit older than she is, she is so much wiser when it comes to that. And I've just, we just really enjoy each other's company. Like five and a half years later, we're still, this morning we're making each other laugh, we're hugging each other, like we have hug breaks. I mean, it's just, oh, that's a nice idea. <laughs> we're ridiculous. We are that couple. So we have, we definitely have hug breaks. We don't, it doesn't have to have any oh. timing to it. We just sort of, one of us will just knock on the door, burst to a room, whatever. It's a hug break time. Okay, let's hug it out. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. I was working. We were working across from each other yesterday for a couple hours and I had my headphones on and I was working on some deal and she was working on some music. And all of a sudden she just slides this post-it note across the table to me that says, you make me happy. I saw that on Twitter. It was so sweet. And I'm just like, what? where did I find you? Like, who are you? And where did I find you? And this is, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like to have a partner who cares about every success and every and is there for every down time and vice versa. And I think, I think it helps that we're not in the same industry. I don't know. A lot of people might be in the same industry and that might that might be a little tough right now. But we try to we were very excited that we're not in the same pond. <laughs> that is very helpful. Well, I think that that is actually, I know you don't consider yourself to be any kind of relationship expert, but that was okay. expert advice right, right there built into cool. there. So <laughs> just so you know, you can just add that to your <laughs> list of many accomplishments. <laughs> well, Arlen, I know that you are really busy. And um, so I want to respect your time very quickly. I'm obviously going to be linking in the show notes to your social media and to your website and links to pre-order your book. It's about damn time. And also to your podcast, My First Million, is there anything else that you want to draw people's attention to? Yeah, it's about damntime.com is where you can pick up the book. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Arlen was here, A-R-L-A-N was here. I spend a lot of time there connecting with people and I really enjoy it. But it's about damntime.com is where you can find the book in many mediums. And I would uh, really, really appreciate you checking it out. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, Arlen. Thank you. Good luck with everything. And I'm so excited for your book. And I, I feel it. It's going to be a bestseller. Oh, well, thank you so much. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can do it at this time, it's you. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Arlen. Thank you. Stay safe and healthy and well and good luck. And there you have it, my conversation with Arlen and even some relationship advice thrown in there at the end for any couples who are cohabitating during this time and trying to figure out some ways to do that a little bit more peacefully. <laughs> it's a blessing to have a partner to spend this time with, but it also has its challenges, of course, even in the best relationships. So thank you so much, Arlen. As I mentioned, please be sure to check the show notes to connect with Arlen on social media and of course her book and her website. It's about damntime.com where you can pre-order her book coming out May 5th. And let's all support Arlen and let's support each other. What she said about being of service to others and having that really be a thing that gets you out of bed in the morning and having that be a thing that allows us to overcome some of our own challenges and difficulties at this time. That is so, that's such great advice. And that's such great advice for any time, but especially now. And we can be of service to each other in all sorts of ways. Being of service doesn't mean you have to make a big grand gesture. It doesn't mean you have to donate a ton of money. It can literally be picking up the phone and checking in on someone. It can literally be uh, sharing a recipe that, you know, most people can make even if they're not great cooks at home. And, you know, just anything that you can think of that another person could benefit from that is being of service. So I think that's amazing advice for all of us. And I'm definitely taking that away from this episode. So I thank you so much for listening. And 
if you are enjoying this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it. I invite you to rate the podcast five stars if you're if you're digging it. And uh, of course, leave a review if you're moved to do so. And if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, check out my previous episodes. There's a bunch of them. There's dozens of them and lots of conversations with lots of fascinating people. And some of them are much more about love. Some are much more about dating or self-love or sex or all sorts of things. Creativity. I mean, cannabis. We really run the gamut here. So be sure to check out some past episodes if you have not already. And no matter what, no matter where you are, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you are healthy and I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend a little bit of it with me. I appreciate you so much. Okay. Till next time.